0: Mr. Mrs. and Ms. America, it is time once again for that show that you know it is indeed the Steelers hangover. And gentlemen with me today, Shannon White and Tony, they're feeling the hangover just like I am after the Pittsburgh Steelers lose 16 to 14 to those dirty Baltimore Ravens. And wow, the dirt is definitely on the shoulders of the Pittsburgh Steelers because frankly it was a team loss in all three phases of the game this is the hangover where we go ahead and we try to take 24 hours since the game was over and we try to maybe if it's a victory we try to calm down a little bit if it's a loss we try to calm down a lot and that's what we need to do it's kind of group therapy so we are all here together um, I'm going to save you the time, whether I believe in it or not fire Tomlin. Uh, now you guys could all feel better. I don't believe that, but I'm saying it just so, <laughs> so you guys are going to write it like crazy and uh, sell the team. Yeah. So sell the team. It's everybody's fault. Um, Shannon white. Hello, my friend.
2: Hello, Ben. Hello, Tony. And, um, I would just suggest if for if you have any young people, uh, you know, children watching this, they might want to leave the room for the rest of the conversation. Cause it might not be pretty. I've never heard Shannon swear, so that's interesting. Don't have to swear, but if we are in the dark ages, it's uh this could be if they're scared of the dark, they don't need to watch this show.
0: <laughs> ah, there you go. Um Tony Defio, what's up?
1: I am doing well, uh, relatively speaking, uh, uh, and I, I can't promise that I won't swear, but, uh, otherwise, uh, we're going to have a good show and we're going to, we're going to tear these guys apart. Let's do it. There How you go. I'm, you? I'm actually going to laugh because Eric
0: ask you through and sell the team to the nuttings.
1: Oh, that'd be the
0: worst thing ever. <laughs> so if you've got At a, least would have a already, salary cap anyway, yeah, yeah that's. Oh, gosh, that would be terrible. Yeah, I look. Yeah, something needs to be done. And, but something's kind of being done. This is, this is kind of that bridge. This is that bridge from Ben to Ken. And they're working on it right now. Uh, I would have loved to have seen what Kenny Pickett could have done against the Baltimore Ravens. True or false, gentlemen? I'm going to, I'm going to start with Tony. If, Kenny Pickett remained in that ball game. Would have he rushed for over a hundred yards? Would he have rushed for over hundred yards?
1: Yes. False. Tell me why. We, 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 he, well, I mean, he's he's not Lamar, Lamar Jackson. I mean, I, when was the last time a Steeler quarterback rushed for a hundred yards? I can't even think of one. So, uh, maybe 30 or 40, you know, he might've, he certainly would have protected the ball better. I think Shannon white,
0: same question. True or false. Can he pick it hundred yards rushing
2: false? As Tony said, he's not that type of running quarterback. I guess Cordell Stewart would have probably been the last, uh, stillers quarterback.
1: Oh yeah. Cordell. To hit a
2: hundred yards, but, uh, there was a great missed opportunity because, you know, your you're, diamonds are formed under pressure, and that was the first opportunity that Pickett had to experience that rivalry. You know, that's unmatched intensity and physicality when those two teams go together. So I was not as concerned about the final score as I was these young guys getting a chance to experience that together because that's invaluable experience. And with him getting hurt so early in the game, anything else that happened, you know, because he's the future. I mean, let's just be honest. When it comes to the offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's the future. And he needs all that experience he can get with those young guys. And that was such a great opportunity missed because of that injury uh, that it made it. That was one of the tougher games and defeats of the season for me personally because I didn't feel like they really achieved anything. Uh, My podcast partner, Jeffrey Benedict, give them Fs across the board in the grading the, the game article, and I agree with him totally because they really accomplished little because of that injury.
0: All right, well, speaking of Jeffrey Benedict, I was just about ready to bring him up, and his answer was he was on track. And I think I'm going to go ahead and say true, because the man was running for his life. And I think that uh, just right away, and I think it was actually designed that way that, look, if you have to take off, don't force it, run. Mitch Trubisky was not in practice all week as a number one guy to get that message. So Mitch Trubisky forced throws. Here's the second question, gentlemen. Would have Kenny Pickett, if he stayed in that game, full game, would have he thrown three interceptions? I'll start with
2: Shannon. Based on what we've seen from the previous four games, I'd have to say no. Uh, he's been doing a really good job of protecting the ball. But if you noticed early in that game, he was trying to get his feet wet. He was trying to get a feel for, for that intensity and that pressure. And the Ravens throw a lot of different things at you. And, the Steelers' offensive line struggles early in games, as we know, and then they usually do better as the game goes on. But I don't know if he would have thrown uh, interceptions. But I don't know if he would have hit some of the passes Trubisky did hit, because Trubisky comes in and he's like, "I have nothing to lose," you know. He just, you know, he just feels like he's the handcuffs and the shackles have been removed, and he's just free to sling it. And you see, sometimes it works out great, but there's always that risk factor. Um, and risk assessment has is, is not been one of his strengths this year uh, in those situations. It's funny, three times this year, the Steelers have had a quarterback taken out due to injury or ineffectiveness. And all three times, they've basically abandoned the running game after going to the backup quarterback. Uh, that tells me a lot of that falls on Matt Canada. Um, and I heard a lot of people say it's an execution problem. And there was definitely an execution problem. And the players deserve to take responsibility for that. But there's also some manually inconsistent play calling on both sides. I mean, Canada going uh, totally away from the running game. And then even when Austin, when the Ravens had to bring in their practice squad, 4 string, never played in the NFL before quarterback, they had a pin on the one-yard line. And instead of the Steelers going ultra-aggressive, they they had their quarterback play off seven yards and give him a free seven-yard out pass to get off the goal line. I mean, that is the definition of playing in your fears. and I, And that was one of the biggest moments of the game, in my opinion, when they got that first down off that one-yard line because of even the whole game, even the final play that decided that whole game, you have to make that guy beat you in the air. If you have to sell out to stop that run, and they still were playing a regular defense. So to me, the, there's a plenty of blame to go around.
0: I, I appreciate that. That was great, Shannon. Fantastic. But I'd like to ask you another question. Um, if Kenny Pickett were in that game, a full game, would have he thrown three interceptions? True or false?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I told you, I warned you. I'm, I'm fired up about this. But uh no, I do not think he would have thrown three interceptions. False. All right, thanks. That was good. You covered a lot of good stuff. Tony,
0: true or false.
1: No, because I think he's done a good job with protecting the ball. Uh the last obviously he has. They, they hadn't had a turnover in, in four games since Dubai. So no, but but like Shannon said, I thought Trubisky made some fantastic throws on Sunday. I thought the, the offense looked, for the most part, great with him in there. It was just those those uh, three interceptions that really, really uh, cost him the, uh, you know, a lot on offense. I'm not saying it's all on offense. I think it was a total team effort. But no, I don't think Kenny Pickett would have uh, thrown three interceptions. But I'm not sure if he would have been able to move the offense as well. We'll, we'll never know. Because Shannon said, their defense is so uh, sophisticated, and they, they might have confused him just as much as they confused Trubisky with those uh, interceptions, maybe even more.
0: All right, I'm going to try to cliff note what Shannon said because I agree with everything that he did say in that diatribe there, but I'm going to do it this way. Number one, Mitch Trubisky did make some nice throws. Correctly, correct. He, do- I agree with Shannon. Maybe Kenny didn't do that. So you can't say it was, well, this quarterback or this quarterback. I don't think Kenny would have thrown the interceptions. I don't think... I I think, and he would have run for 100 yards. I think it's a different ball game. I kind of think they win if Kenny Pickett stays in the game, but we're not going to go down that road because we don't know just for the fact that Kenny Pickett might not be completing that 42-yarder to George Pickens just like that. So we don't know. I definitely be Matt Canada, plain and simple, He has a playbook. I talked about this on bad language this morning. He has a playbook. And if anything, if there's any fly in the ointment, it all goes out the window. So unless it's to what is on paper, Matt Canada is not going to get it done. That's the second level. So he can, he can do everything he can in the next 40. They can score 30, 35 points and every single game for the next four games. But, and front office will be tempted to say, Hey, we did well at the end, but no, because there's not, when it becomes time to adjust, the man can't adjust. Three, the defense was pitiful, man. That was a bad defense. When you have Mm -hmm. Anthony Brown on the one yard line and you let him get that pass away, Shannon. Yeah, correct. You should have been, he should have been fearing for his life. I, I say you pin back your ears and you just go. And of course, didn't work out that way. Um, you cannot. One thing Shannon did not say, um, but I think he alluded to it Steelers right now are not stopping a power running game, and that's a pure power running game. With uh, I mean, it didn't matter who it was, it was scheme, and their scheme worked. And they said the whole time, We don't need to throw the ball, we're just going to come at you and dare you to stop us. Yeah, they dared. The Steelers wilted. So that's exactly what what all I can say about that. Ryan O'Toole gives us $5. Big Ryan O'Toole, yesterday made me sad. Is an F grade a thing? It should be. An F minus grade a thing. It should be. I've heard F minuses. Ryan, all three phases of the game. And let's throw in four. All four phases of the game. Coaching,
1: uh-huh.
0: offense, defense, and special teams. Special teams. This leads to me to my next question. Thank you for the five dollars, Ryan. Next question here. As we're, this is the reason this is called no sight like hindsight. If they would have done this, would have things been better? If Kenny doesn't get hurt, I mean, I know that's rhetorical too. But hindsight, we're going to go in a little more in hindsight. I have something planned for that, so bear with me. So, Chris Boswell, just like that is off injured reserve and okay don't you think he needed a little more time tony before you bring him back in
1: i mean i i i don't think i mean if they s- said he was okay to go and and you know i'm sure he was kicking fine in practice if he wasn't kicking fine in practice then yeah you give him more time but i'm sure uh I'm sure he was fine. So I, I had no problem with him being, being activated as long as he was hundred percent, as long as he was cleared, as long as the injury wasn't still bothering him. Obviously Matthew Wright was uh fantastic after that first game against the Saints. I mean, he was lights out uh, kicking the ball, or at least on field goals and extra points, not so much on kickoffs, but he still did a fine job against the Falcons last week doing that too. So I was happy with Matthew Wright, but I mean, you know, Boswell is one of the best in the business and, and, you know, if it if would have been in there, uh, on Sunday and he had a field goal block or he missed one or missed an extra point. People would have said, why didn't you, why, why didn't you play Boswell? He'd, he was, he was off. He was off the uh, the IR and you didn't put him in there. So I, I, I was fine with, with Boswell uh, being in there. Shannon White.
2: Responding. I agree with you. Uh, to me, it was obvious his kickoffs were coming up at the five uh, multiple times and you don't want to kick it to their kick returner he's a pro bowl kick returner uh he can break one and the way the Steelers have struggled you know they did a good job with right directional kicking the ball away for patterson against the falcons and then this week they come out and they actually kicked the ball to duvernay multiple times you know to where he had to return it by kicking it to him at the five where it's usually possible will kick it out of the end zone you know he has a stronger leg in right so i think that you know, is evidence that uh, Boswell wasn't 100%. And, you know, they might have pulled the trigger. on am bringing him back a week too soon.
0: So that's what I'm thinking, that it's nothing against Bos. And my good friend, Nab 1963, says it's hard to sit Bos. And I understand that. And I get that. But wonder if he was completely ready to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he was cleared, and I get that. But sometimes that makes me wonder whether it's just, I mean, whether your resume sometimes overshadows whether you're ready. Mm -hmm. And so that's all I'm thinking there. We're not going to know the answer to that question. Hey, we, we could have watched Matthew, Wright, And he could have not been all right. All right. All right. He could have been a mess in that game against the Ravens. So there's, there's a lot of things to look at here. There's a lot of things going on and I definitely get it. And, um, also one thing we agree on right now we're all frustrated it's uh now here's the big one and this one's driving me absolutely crazy because I was harsh on Ben Roethlisberger last year but if I and it's the hindsight we have a lot of people coming out and saying well if Ben was here this is a 10 and 3 team if Ben was here it's 9 and 4 at the worst you know um so let's do it this way. Um, I'm not going to say what would it be like if Ben was here completely. I'm just going to start with how many more wins do you think the Steelers have with Ben Roethlisberger, or is it worse? I'm going to start with Shannon.
2: No, I might not be the guy you want to ask because, you know, I'm a huge Roethlisberger fan. I am too. I'm probably the biggest fan, that, uh, um, at least be behind the snow curtain. Let's put it that way. So- well, I think Hartman, Hartman will go after you on that. Well, uh, I'll I just say this. Ben was basically shown the door. I understand the reasoning behind it because of the salary and because of they needed to rebuild. And bringing him back did not make sense financially. Now, if he could have come back to this talent, because offensively the Steelers have more talent this year, substantially more. The offensive line is much better than last year. They He, has, he would have George Pickens. He would have a year's more experience for Pat Fryermuth, you know, have Deontay Johnson settling in more as a wide receiver, too. Jalen Warren, I mean, they just there's just you know, we're being hypothetical here. Yes, financially, Ben did not need to come back, and I think he was ready to retire and let it be. But if he would have had this team last year, I think the Stewards would have been much, much better off on offense this year. What we're seeing is a terrible, rapidly decaying defense. Nobody wants to talk about it, but Cam Hayward is a shadow of his former self. I believe that man is dealing with some serious injuries that he's not talking about because he is not physically the same or mentally the same. One play yesterday, it was an outside zone run, and he starts following the – he wasn't really blocked. He's following the guard down the line of scrimmage, and J.K. Dobbins cuts back, went right through the hole, right beside Hayward. Hayward never even seen him and touched him, so he was done by him. That's not Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward is an incredible defender. Now, after the game, he said that he is taking on too much. He's trying to do too much, and I think he needs to refocus on just his own responsibility because he was getting single block, not double team. He was losing one-on-one matchups yesterday. Now I know the Ravens got a really good offensive line, but that's not, you never block Hayward one-on-one, but two games in a row, that's happening against the Falcons and now against the Ravens. Um, that defensive line is very weak. It's the weakest I've seen since last season. So that's a disturbing trend. They have to do something to replenish and restrengthen the foundation of the defensive line. They need some big bodies inside. They need to totally revamp the inside linebacker position because they are not physical and they're not good in coverage. You can't have that. That's, that's just bad on both sides. Um, so whether being would have come back or not, he wouldn't be playing defense and this defense is failing and, and deteriorating rapidly. Tony,
0: your thoughts. What kind of difference does Ben make all year? What t- kind of difference does Ben make yesterday if he's in? And if, of course, hypothetical.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he he probably w- wouldn't have made the same kind of mistakes that uh, Trubisky made. Uh, maybe he, you know, he might not have thrown three interceptions, so that might have been a difference in a in a in a close victory instead of a close loss. Uh, you can go back maybe to the Dolphins game and and and. Look at the mistakes that Pickett made at the end of that game that maybe he doesn't make those mistakes and and they win a close game. So maybe a couple more wins. uh, But, you know, like Shannon said, he's not playing defense and, you know, he had nothing to do with that, with the defense, uh, uh, letting Cincinnati or letting the uh, Patriots impose their will over the last six minutes in week two, uh, when, when, when the offense needed the ball one more time, uh, he had nothing to do with the uh, 20 to 10 uh, lead that the defense, let get away in week four against the Jets. Uh, and he certainly had nothing to do with with uh, Sunday. You know that that the uh, the, the Ravens were one dimensional. They had no plans on passing a lot. They, they they didn't want to pass. They wanted to run. You knew that. You knew you had to take that away, and they couldn't do it. And you know, I said to somebody, I was watching the game with someone yesterday, and I said at one point, they are getting their butts whipped. It wasn't even a big run. It was like a four yard run, but it was you could see it. I'm not even an expert in, uh, on offensive line play, but I could see those guys getting shoved into the backfield and Jeffrey Benedict pointed this out in an article a few months ago now how how much the defensive line has deteriorated in the last couple of years and how that's changed how this front seven how effective it's been and and what's really disheartening about 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 things is uh Hayward obviously he's getting older but you know Larry Larry is supposed to be a a, a talented player, and. And, you know, you have these these young guys like Leal in there and, and they're all getting pushed around and it just doesn't make any sense for it to happen the entire game. So, you know, Ben may have made a, a bit of a difference, but would it have been a huge, a huge enough difference to bring him back for another year? Financially, no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at, at some point you had to start the clock on the future uh, and, and 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 bring in a young quarterback and have him grow with this young, as, ta- as Shannon said, this talented young offense. And they need to they need to grow together. Uh, squeezing another another nine and eight year or ten and seven year out of this uh, out of uh, Ben Roethlisberger to me it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You have to start the future and and, and I think they made the right call with bringing uh with, with uh letting Ben walk and and uh, bringing in a, a young rookie quarterback. All right, so let's go ahead and take a break,
0: and I think this is the start of uh, good therapy. And let's just go ahead and go forward and see what's going on. And just as the Steelers are going forward and let's go ahead and let's, I have a, the reason this was brought up, I'm just going to go ahead and say the reason that this was brought up is because people have been shouting it from the rooftops. This is not BTSC. We're just the messengers. Is exactly people, yeah. what we are. We are the piano players. Don't shoot the piano yeah. players. Um right. please don't tell us to stop you know hanging on to the past because we're just bringing up stuff. So right.
1: People are know, saying it, and, and they're also saying that he should be the offensive coordinator, which is also which is even funnier.
0: <laughs> well, well I, I'm ready to get rid of the offensive coordinator. I have no problem saying
1: that. <laughs> no, um, I mean Ben, Ben, Ben should oh, be yeah. the offensive coordinator, which is like I mean, he's on a he's doing a podcast drinking beer now. I'm pretty sure he's he's happy where he's at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um okay, so hey, let's take a break. Uh, we've got a special announcement coming up this week and we're going to go ahead and do that. We will be right back after this on BTSE. This is the Hangover. This is our group therapy. Thanks for being with us. We can't do this without you. Stick around for just a couple and we'll see you on the other side. I'm on my way. The worst looking man you've ever seen. And there I am on the subway train. Between the girls All right, we are back. It's the hangover. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me bad tone deaf. Tony Defio is here, along with Shannon White. We don't have a nickname for Shannon White. So, um
2: I, I have one you have you have a nickname yeah i've thought about it for you if i ever have a podcast you know the name of my podcast Uh, would be stiller shenanigans shenanigans
0: (laughs) (laughs) shenanigan guy (laughs) oh i i love it um (laughs) i i don't know where i wish i would have known that beforehand because i'm caught off guard i love it um Steelers shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. We needed a laugh. We <laughs> definitely needed a laugh. So uh, we're, we're going to have some interesting questions, interesting things. I've got an announcement. Um, we are not going to say who. We're definitely not going to say who because don't want to jinx it. But we right now, we have a commitment for Know Your Enemy coming up. And it is a former Pittsburgh Steelers player. It is a former Carolina Panthers player, so it works out well that we have this gentleman on. Um, I'm really excited. I have met him before um, a number of occasions, even when he was a player. So this is, uh, this is something I'm really glad that he answered my text and we had a chance to uh, go ahead and go on. I'm going to definitely uh, join in with Shannon as well um, on that. So, Shannon and Jeffrey, I'm going to jump in because uh, it's an old friend I would like to uh, catch up with as well. So, uh, get ready. We will, uh, I don't know if we're going to completely announce that beforehand, but I, you guys can guess. I'm not going to tell you. So, just stay tuned to BTSC. Well, Shannon knows. Tony doesn't even know. Tony does not know. Well, but I, I, bet mean,
1: you... I mean, the, the the business is booming. Hint gave it away.
0: Business is
1: booming. <laughs> it is
0: not. <laughs> no, 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 no. That be, all I right. Mean,
1: think of the ratings. Think of the ratings. Yeah, I'm. A,
0: yeah, um, no. <laughs> well, you guys have, you have guys have guessed a lot of uh, former Steelers former Panthers and it's none of them so far. So we are going to stop <laughs> and uh um before you guess um but no, I I'm not lying to you. You have not come up with a name as of well, but it's a uh was it a superstar? No. But uh, a very prominent Steeler for uh many a year. If
2: so- it was Greg Lloyd, I would lose my mind. Oh my gosh. I I mean, I'm a huge fan of Void Lloyd. I tell you what,
0: Greg Lloyd is. I love Greg Lloyd. Awesome! Yes. Um, he's absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take anywhere, and it, <laughs> I'll take anyone um, because we had no expectations. We didn't not realize the expectations of who was going to be on just the other night when we had former, the former Raven that we had on the other night, and
2: he yeah, was. You went, you went soft on him. You guys were blowing smoke up his arse. Whoa. I mean, it was like, "Oh, you're so wonderful," and he was kind of talking a little smack about the Steelers. And y'all was just, just being—he so kind a and guest. gentle. You was being kind and of gentle with him. Man, me and him would have been going at it. I, I, I hated my internet was messed up because I wanted to. I'd have loved to be in the bad guy to y'all's good cop.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't. You're gonna have an opportunity. He's gonna be on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Ravens it, Week. It was real. I thought he was absolutely incredible. I thought he was a great guest. I he really was. He was. Yeah. Uh, I really <laughs> did. And, you know, um, so with that being said, if you checked out footballing last week with uh, Ben Roethlisberger and a special guest James Harrison, yeah, he mentioned this guy. <laughs> so I, I thought it was absolutely incredible really cool so hey let's go ahead and go forward but you know check us out for that and check us out for all of your pittsburgh steeler needs don't forget jeff hartman this morning and bad language this morning jeff with the cutting room floor excuse me jeffrey benedict with the cutting room floor tomorrow and then the fix and then the scobro show i mean we have so much stuff there's so many reasons to uh to check it out so let's let's go ahead and go forward let's uh, continue to talk about this game yesterday. And I'm going to ask some crazy questions here because we're looking at hindsight. What was right? What was wrong before this game started? Here's a question that we, we thankfully didn't have a chance to answer, but guys, there's no such thing as the emergency quarterback that they had before. And it's crazy to me that, you don't have three quarterbacks on your team because Kenny Pig goes out early. The odds that Mitch Trubisky is going to get hurt in this game. Thankfully that he did not, but you would have liked the opportunity. Even after three interceptions, you might've liked to have had the opportunity to have Mason Rudolph in there. Don't you think it's time that it's amended that, that uh, you just have three quarterbacks on the roster and you, you maybe add 54 and say that one of them has to be for a third quarterback. Tony, I'm going to start with you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the NFL cares so much about the integrity of the game and, and the quality, how it drops off uh, in certain instances, if guys get hurt and, and we saw, we see how, how it affects the product. So why would you want no offense to him? Why would you want Zach Gentry quarterbacking a game? It just, it just, it, it would be horrible football. I mean, we saw it two years ago. Was it the Broncos, I guess. During COVID, they had they had a receiver playing quarterback. So why why wouldn't you uh, do that? You don't. The guy doesn't have to play unless the other two guys get hurt. That's the only way he can play. If the other two guys get hurt, that's it. He's just an extra an extra body to, that comes into the game. In, in extreme cases, probably happens maybe once every five years. What's wrong with that? I I just don't I don't get that that logic by the NFL. I mean, it just it just doesn't make any sense. So yes, there should be a an extra uh, spot for your third quarterback. He doesn't play. He doesn't uh, get in the game. He doesn't factor in at all unless the other two guys get hurt. And and I see no problem with that.
0: You know what? So for me as well, you know, you could amend it that he has to come in because of an injury situation. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Um, But they used to have the emergency quarterback thing and it went away. I mean, he was there just in case, and now it's not there anymore. But I'm I'm speaking of not just a Steeler fan, but I'm speaking of an entire football fan because the Ravens faced the same thing. Albeit, Anthony Brown was basically there to hand off the ball most of the time. But what if it's earlier that that happens to Tyler Huntley? Then something happens to Anthony Brown. Yeah. I don't even know who their, their backup back is. But we don't want to see that. You don't want to see remember in baseball when you have a position player throwing in uh in a, like a 24 to six loss, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah, nobody wants to see that. I um, said that a lot last year. <laughs> do you remember the days? And I'm not mistaken, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this. Wasn't Debo an emergency quarterback at one time? I know he's an emergency long snapper. <laughs>
1: I don't know about that. Am one. I wrong
0: or am I crazy? <laughs> i've never heard that i mean i've never heard that though i i, I might be smoking something and <laughs> i don't do that so let's just snip that i i might be wrong but something crazy makes me think that maybe it's just the fact that he was the emergency snapper and that didn't go that well either uh so i i guess everybody agrees on that that would be that'd be something i would actually love to see uh, i i really would i I think one of my all time favorites is still James Harrison and uh, you could love him or you hate him, but, um, but even with the way that he went out, but um, the guy's such a personality. Uh, can you imagine him on this show?
1: Yeah. God, that. I, I, I'm i impressed with, I, I saw him. I heard him on the, the podcast with Willie Colonna a couple of years ago. A great storyteller. And um, I'm halfway through the uh, latest Ben podcast with him. And fantastic. The guy's, he should be on TV. He's, he's funnier than, than, you know, like he, people compare him to, to Jack Lambert. But I think, you know, if, if if it was him and Jack Lambert having a conversation, James Harrison would carry it, which he didn't act like that kind of guy during his career. So I'm really impressed with uh, his personality post-playing uh, days. Jack
2: he, Lambert is not funny. No, no, he's oh, not there's funny. There's nothing
1: funny about Jack Lambert. <laughs> Trust me.
0: So the the thing about James Harrison, he is uh, he's on the show called Heels on the stars network and the, mm. and he plays a professional wrestler with heart. He is a, this guy is actually, he's funny on that show too. uh And he, he pulls it off just well, but let's get back into the, uh the regular game and all of the problems with this game guys. What do you think they should have changed beforehand before this game even started? Do you have anything on your mind, Shannon?
2: What they should have changed?
0: Yes, or done differently before the game.
2: Oh, gosh. Um, nothing immediately comes to mind. It was, it was a lot of uh, adjustments that needed to be made in-game. And, um, again, like we said, are uh, the interceptions, they're trying to get the ball. Trubisky was trying to get the ball to Fermi over the middle, which we've been begging him to throw over the middle. And Frymuth is very effective in that role. The problem is the Steelers do a terrible job of clearing out an area. You run some just ghost routes through an area to drag or influence the defender out of that position. And the Steelers have had guys run into each other, their own players this year. They do a bad job of having a guy clear through and then bringing the guy across on a crossing route. That's what happened, if you noticed, when uh, Smith come off of the running back and stepped in front of uh, Fryermuth on the first interception, you know, there, there was no reason for the running back to be in the center of the field with Fryermuth trying to run across from there. You know, it's stuff like that that makes me question Canada and the uh, Jackson, the wide receiver coach, all those guys, because what are they teaching? Then you have on the defensive side, how many times do we got to watch the Stewart's cornerbacks, safeties, and the inside linebackers, for that matter, go high trying to tackle somebody? They always go high, and they get driven backwards for another two or three yards, more than any other team that you'll see in the NFL right now. That has to be coaching because it happens every game. And even the announcers pointed it out during the game, like, well, you yeah, see, they tried to make that tackle high on a short yardage play, and they got driven across the line for the first down. There's just things that we're seeing that it's not just player execution. It has to be some coaching techniques that's being taught subpar, uh, is all I can say is because somewhere along the line, you got to take responsibility for some of these issues.
0: Tony,
1: retort. Well, I mean – a good thing to, to, to change before the game was the out to stop the run. They didn't seem to, maybe they were selling out to stop the run. I don't know. I mean, but they, whatever they were, whatever game plan they came up with to stop the run, knowing that, they're, that the Ravens weren't going to do much passing, it didn't work and it didn't work the entire game. So uh, that's one adjustment I would have made before the game and certainly during the game. And they, and they never, they never figured it out. As far as the offense, I mean, George Pickens had a fantastic day. And he was a major weapon, but they threw to him three times the whole game, three times for seventy-eight yards. The guy's such a mismatch; uh, he's, he's such a ma- matchup problem, and yet they're not utilizing him nearly enough. Uh, and and everything's down the sideline, nothing's over the middle, nothing's down the middle of the field. Uh, they're, they're you know they went to to, mute, to fire Muth over the middle twenty yards away. How about a uh, like a fifty-yard pass over the middle, you know, over the top of the defense, something like that. Uh, you got this guy who everybody, everybody unanimously says is their best receiver, and, and he's just this close to being a, a superstar already in his rookie year, and you're not utilizing him enough, and he's 11, what, 13 games in. I mean, they figured out Martavis Bryant right away. Hey, this guy's a weapon. Let's use him. And they're not, they're not doing that with George Pickens in his 13th game. It, it makes no sense. That's one thing I would have done before the game is make George Pickens a focal point and not just throw to him three times.
0: So let me address a couple things that Tony's saying. I I completely agree with Tony on that. Uh, Let's start with George Pickens. Look, the Ravens, I said this about at the beginning of this podcast, the Ravens rammed that ball down the Steelers throat. It didn't matter who was at quarterback at the end for the Baltimore Ravens. All they had to do was hand off the ball and say, I dare you to stop me and the Steelers. Could not answer that dare. So with George Pickens, I think that's almost the same thing. George Pickens on a combat catch. They call him 50-50 balls. But if it's a if it's going to George Pickens, I'm gonna say it's 70-30 at this point. I really think right. that's how good he is. So we had all this talk about him being pissed off last week. Maybe he should be. He obviously somebody had to talk with him not to uh, not to go all crazy about it, but it doesn't matter know who he is and that's on coaching to me and that that is on scheme and uh, and I actually believe in that there's uh, the other thing when you're thrown across the middle when you're when you're Kenny Pickett in that situation instead of throwing across the middle he's taken off in this situation because his coaches told him look let's play for the field goal do what you've got to do Mitch was, Shannon said at the beginning, Mitch was saying, I've, I've got nothing to lose. And no, he didn't have anything to, to lose. But Claude Bishop says, my good friend Claude, two main reasons why they lost. Mitch Trubisky, one, two, can't stop the run, period. Yeah. They lost on other things, too. They lost with uh, one less interception. I think they might win this game. Uh, one field goal. They win this mm-hmm. game, possibly. You know, there's so many things that you could look at, but one thing we could all agree on is the shame of the matter. It was a team loss in all four phases of the game. Is there any disagreement, Shannon? Oh,
2: no, no. It was a complete and utter failure. Uh, as you said, all four levels coaching, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, you know, we talked about some of the coaching issues. You know, when your punter kicks the 17 yard punt in the first quarter of a very important. Uh, game where you know momentum is everything. Uh that was disastrous. But, you know, he keeps doing it. I mean, I don't know what it is about punters come to Pittsburgh to die. Because I mean Jordan Barry went to Minnesota and he kicked the ball much better. and of course it's a dome and you know perfect conditions. I understand that. But he didn't miss hit as many. Uh but I was so glad when Barry was gone. But now Presley miss hits him even worse. I mean, he either has a beauty or he totally shakes it. There's hardly anything in between. Um, there's just so many issues <laughs> that it's hard to point your finger on what's the most important thing to do next. Um, because, as you said, it was a total collapse yesterday.
0: It absolutely was. Well, gentlemen, it is definitely time to get out of here. We do appreciate Everything, like everybody, like agree with us, disagree with us, as long as you're here with us. That's all I care about. So thank you. Whether you're in the live chat right now and you're commenting, whether you're just driving down the road a couple days later, this was recorded on Monday. If it's Thursday morning, you're checking us out. God bless you. We, we need you. Thank you so much. So it's time to get on out of here for Shannon White, for Tony Defio. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I've got one thing to say to all of you. Just when you think you've got all of the answers
1: we keep changing the questions shannon Daddy, take us home